Welcome to Pod Almighty, your monthly podcasting masterclass. This show is all about helping you achieve your podcasting aims with some help and advice from us, and more importantly, some of the friends and some of the colleagues and experts that we've met along the way. I'm James Marriott. I worked full-time in radio for the best part of two decades, and now I help other businesses and individuals to create, launch, grow, and develop a successful podcast of their own with my agency called sound media and i'm ellie codling former radio producer music scheduler programming coordinator and now working as a podcast producer and editor with many clients across the uk in today's episode we're chatting about building a home studio do you need to do that why would you need to do that can you do it on a budget our guest today is chris devon he's joining us to share his knowledge wisdom pains and trial and errors on doing exactly that Chris is a successful audiobook voiceover artist, having voiced over 60 books, as well as a content creator and all-round hilarious creator of YouTube videos and reels and all things voice works and building a home studio. So we've shared his links to his YouTube channels as well if you want to see how hilarious they are for yourselves. Hi, Chris. Thanks for joining us for the show today. Hello, Ellie, James. Pleasure to be with you guys. Lovely to hear you. Lovely to see you. Oh, well, like we say, we're talking about home studios today. I mean, we could talk to you about loads of things relating to podcasting, but particularly about building a home studio. So tell us a bit about what you did and your home studio that you built. Yes, well, I can tell you plenty about the home studio that I'm currently sat in right now as I talk to you, because it's pretty much where I've spent all of my life since December 2019. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Obviously, uh, at the end of 2019, uh, little did we know that we would be shortly spending much of our lives at home. Uh, When I built this home studio, I'd been working as a audiobook narrator, as you'd said, uh, and a voiceover artist for, for a few years already. But I didn't really have a proper home professional space of my own. And it's something that I've always wanted, I always struggled with a little bit, sort of putting together what home recording spaces I can um, in the years previous and having access to lovely, shiny professional studios uh, that that kindly let me sort of, you know, hide under the desks until everyone left and then record all my bits and bobs there. I really needed a place of, of, of my own at home. And we'll get on to, obviously, the industry moving towards that, definitely. Um, but December 2019 is when it happened, is when we we did the build. Now, I am extremely fortunate, I'll say straight away, zero DIY skills. Okay, <laughs> absolutely none. Um, my, uh, my, my stepfather, Darren, bless him, um, I cannot talk about uh, the home studio without talking about him. Um, he is a contractor, he builds uh, shops, restaurants, and has built a number of BBC studios uh, in his career. So he knows what he's doing. Um, yeah, but handy. Uh, yeah, I, I I do have a background in um, in audio production, a degree in uh, in sound engineering. So so that sort of helped me to determine what I needed to do inside the space. But in terms of building the room, he was the guy. So between us, we knew what we had to do to build the studio uh, to achieve the two main aims, which are to eliminate outdoor noise as much as possible, and also to optimize the sound inside the room to make sure it sounds as clean and as natural and as pleasant as possible for your recordings, not too boxy or, 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 you know, too resonant or anything like that. So the build took place at the end of December 2019, after I'd just become a dad and just before the world 
entered lockdown. And at that point, I locked the door behind me and stayed in my studio for the next 18 months. <laughs> and here we are. Yeah, great. So how, how did you plan it? Where is it? I, mm. Is it in a, have you converted a small bedroom? Or are you in side, the back of so, a wardrobe? Where, where have you put it? How is so, it? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've set up sort of home recording spaces. I've cobbled them together in various corners of rooms and wardrobes over the years. This is the first one I've, I've, I've had that's fortunately, it is its own room. We've built a room inside a room, which is uh, a method that uh, it, it comes highly recommended uh, in, in home studio circles, shall we call them, because um, you're building walls that are independent of the walls in the actual house. So you're not sharing a wall with anybody else in the house, which is automatically yeah. helping to cut down uh, noises and disturbances and things like that. So using our, our garage, because nowadays garages very rarely have cars in them, do they? Let's face it. It was a space that wasn't really being used um, and it was big enough to build a room inside a room. So we built the four walls rather than sharing a garage wall we built the four walls independently and the ceiling as well now the one thing speaking of trial and error as you said the one thing i i, I would do differently if i had the chance again um and it all, it all came down to budget at the end of the day and time and things like that but i'd actually build a floor in as well so that i'm not sharing the floor with the rest of the the world either <laughs> and i've actually got a sort of a raised platform i would have preferred that and we might look into that maybe in future years but it's a room inside a room inside the garage uh, so i actually physically have to leave the house to enter the garage which is actually quite nice when you work from home because you've got that sort of work-life separation. Yeah. Mm. I have to leave physically leave the house every day to go to work. I still have yeah. to do that. It's not much of a commute, I grant you. I'm not spending much <laughs> on petrol, thank goodness. But I'm still sort of creating that separation. This is where I work and, and home is, is separate to that. I still feel like I'm at work now, which is really strange because, you know, my family are just a couple of walls away. But it's a room inside a room, inside the garage. And should we go into the actual building materials themselves and yeah. how we've managed to create the soundproofing? So, okay. so many questions about all the stuff that you've built it with. So, yeah, please do. Yeah, definitely. So uh, so to build the shell, we built that, that sort of timber shell, the ceiling and the walls um, with, with two by fours. And, uh, and, and inside that frame is loads and loads and loads and loads of rock wall insulation. Now, this isn't the insulation that, that, that goes in your loft. It's completely different stuff. Um, and it helps to absorb sound. And just standing next to a sheet of rock wall, you can identify the difference. It's quite scary how instant that difference is. So anyway, you fill the whole frame with that stuff. So walls, ceiling, it's all, it's all around me as I'm talking to you now. And that's sandwiched between layers of plasterboard. Now, again, it's not standard plasterboard. It's acoustic plasterboard. And uh, and again, this these are building materials that fortunately were quite widely available at the end of 2019. And without getting too political about it, building materials are a little bit harder to come by these days. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's now a little bit tougher to get hold of this stuff and a bit more expensive as well. So again, it, it was just timing. I had no idea what was going to happen to the world two months after I built this thing. But but there you go. Um, so, so those are the core materials. So it's a wooden frame, the two layers of acoustic plasterboard and between that as much rock wool as you can pile into it the door which was the final part uh, of the studio we actually there was, a, there was about a month between uh, doing the studio shell and doing the door itself the studio walls were completely useless until the door was sorted 
Now, the door can be your absolute downfall. That's the thing. You can do the walls and the ceiling and it's a room inside a room and, you know, it's self-contained. And then if the door isn't right, that's it. All the sound's getting in. Solid core door. Now, most doors in standard households are hollow core. Um, so a solid core is is what you need. So it's completely filled. And, um, and to, to add to the soundproofing, and this made a frightening difference to the uh, soundproofing in this room is uh, two layers because, you know, I tried to be thorough <laughs> of, um, <laughs> of, uh, of MLV, which is mass loaded vinyl. Now, these are very, th- really, really thick rubber sheets, if you can imagine that. A right. layer on the inside of the door and a layer on the outside. Now, MLV was introduced in studios when they needed a replacement for lead when they discovered that lead was a little bit too dangerous. Mm. Um, and they needed an alternative and they innovated uh, MLV. MLV was introduced to the world. It's great, great stuff. Now, uh, funny story. Obviously, my, my, my stepdad is a, an engineer. He, know, he knows what he's talking about. He's built rooms like this, uh, you know, many, many times in his career. So he gave me some wonderful advice when we'd done the walls and we'd done the door and it was as soundproof as you could possibly imagine. Chris? Yes, Darren? How the hell are you going to breathe? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Completely forgot that I need an air supply to live, let alone narrate 16-hour audiobooks, um, which 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 is frighteningly overlooked when it comes to building home studios, you need some kind of ventilation because, well, you've got to breathe, right? That's the, that's the pesky nature of this business. You've got to breathe in in order to get the words out. So, um, so uh, there was a wonderful website, and I will find this and share it with you so, uh, so you can share it with your followers because it was, it was an absolute godsend. You can get acoustic ventilation grills that allow the air to pass through but have a very dense complicated network of channels inside the ventilation that prevent the sound from getting in i'm not oh. sure how it works beyond that but you can the air gets well in. you're still breathing so it's working I'm still breathing well as you can see after 18 months sitting in here i'm still alive and well so it obviously <laughs> works um so I, I will send you a link to that because that is an absolute godsend and that just gets a a a, a steady supply of oxygen through now it's just enough you still need to you know, open the door and let the air in every now and again. But uh, yeah, that was really helpful stuff. That's the shell. That's the walls and 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 the door. Um, and I mean, obviously, we've got we've got the inside of the room to think about. But obviously, the the two main aims, as I mentioned, were to sort of eliminate external noise as much as possible, which we had now successfully done. A few weeks after doing this job, there was some building work a few doors down. I had no clue it was happening. Oh, okay, um, that was a good test. Until the end of that first Monday, I didn't realise the neighbours, the, na- the neighbours' neighbours had started doing building work. And I just thought, wow, I can't believe I didn't know that was happening. That's awesome. The next goal, of course, was to make sure that the quality of the audio inside the room is as optimal as possible for a nice natural recording because I'm sitting in a, in a, in a, in a four by four, you know, box uh, with with hard reflective walls and, and and reflections bouncing off every wall, so um, acoustic uh, foam tiles, which everyone has seen, the old the old egg box alternative, just to just to knock that on the head, egg boxes are a myth. If you haven't seen if you haven't seen people just do nothing on BBC, watch it. It's genius, but egg boxes don't work, lads. All right. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and and these foam acoustic tiles are, are on the walls and ceiling. Now, I haven't covered the surfaces completely because you need a 
still need a healthy balance of frequencies. And to attain that and to, to achieve the, the clarity that you need for a nice natural read, you still need some reflections in the room. You can't have it sounding completely muffled and have every mm. surface a nice soft surface otherwise everything that's how they record kenny from south park <laughs> so you need some kind of hard surfaces so we still have some hard solid walls here as i sit here you still have some of that going on the final thing that i've done is behind me and your video audience might be able to see is a uh, acoustic curtain an acoustic drape if you like that covers the back wall and the door. Um, it makes a tiny, tiny difference, but being completely honest with you and your lovely audience, it just makes my YouTube videos look nicer. That's why it's there. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with as that. As far as acoustic materials, guys, that, that really is it. Brilliant. How long did that take you? It took a week. Okay. I mean, uh, equivalent of a week. I mean, it took a few mm. days to, to build the shell, and then I put, uh, obviously, everything up inside, which took another day. And then I think we waited, had a few weeks before we could do the, the final uh, couple of layers of MLV on the door. But it was the equivalent of a week's work, if you like. Brilliant. Cool. We, all, we all need to borrow, was it Darren, your father-in-law? Yeah. <laughs> we, all, we all need to borrow, we all need a Darren, basically. We all need we a Darren in our, in our lives. Everyone needs a Darren. If there's <laughs> one moral to take from this podcast, it's that. <laughs> Trust me. Um, so, I mean, this, this, is, all, this is borderline uh, listening to porn for me, to be perfectly honest with you, Chris, because I, I love all this stuff and I wish that I just don't have room to be able to do this myself at, at home. But I, you know, I was involved with setting up two radio stations and all the discussions about, because we, we had windows put in. As soon as you add windows into that equation, they've got to be at a very exact angle and it's got you've got to measure distance from the from the desk where the microphone's going to be and just literally yep. a couple of inches either way makes a huge huge difference the question that i've got to ask you though you talked about um breathing and obviously getting a supply of oxygen in there the other mm. major problem is is that of temperature and <laughs> yeah. um you know electrical equipment throws off quite a bit of heat nowadays you need less of it in a studio than maybe you used to do but the the, the i'm still thinking in summer that's not going to be overly pleasant and maybe in winter you think about garages in winter you think of them being fairly cold so how how do you deal with that Yep, you got it. Um, absolutely right. Well, we'll deal with the cold first of all, because obviously we built it in December, so we needed to do something about that straight away. And fortunately, you can get um, wall-mounted panel heaters that don't give off any electrical sound whatsoever. Um, but obviously, you have got to shop around and make sure you're getting the right thing, because even the slightest bit of machinery can contribute to noise. So make mm. sure you, you, you're buying the right one, essentially. Um, now, I, I, I made the mistake of, of using the wrong one, first of all, so I did have to replace it. And I have... I have had to replace gear a couple of times in this room because of just the sensitivity of the microphone in the room of this nature. It picks everything up. So you realise the noise that's actually going on. Um, so so heating is in ventilation is one thing. Obviously, I can't in the summer have great big massive fans blowing while I'm trying to record an audio book, you know. You know, even the ones, you know, that are set on a windy day, for example. <laughs> they don't like it. So, so it is just a case of taking regular breaks 
and opening the door, getting out of the room. Now, it, it really is. That, I mean, I want to say, oh, there's this really expensive piece of kit you can get, a dehumidifier that reduces the temperature by 17% every time you say the word hot. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what that piece of gear is. I'm sure Jay-Z has it in his studio, and that's lovely. <laughs> but one thing that is, is, a, is loud and clear that definitely needs to be encouraged as more and more people build home studios and record for long periods of time at home you have got to take regular breaks and get fresh air. You have to, because every time there's a heat wave, and we're getting more of those, um, we ain't going to get less of them. My Instagram is awash with sweaty voiceover artists that are sat in the booth talking about how how naked and and busy they are because they're, they're so busy. I can't leave the booth. Look at the temperature. It's forty degrees. It's fifty degrees. It's just not. It's just not healthy practice. No. And we are absolutely no good to our clients if we're not healthy. So you've got to take regular breaks. That's all I could do during the last few um, uh, uh, heat waves, uh, James. Yeah. There are a few things I could do to help um, keep the keep the heat outside. So um, you know there are. Um, there's like a insulating kind of mesh you can put on garage doors to help deflect the heat and keep the heat outside and keep the inside cooler. That's something you can do, which is definitely helpful. Um, but as far as the inside of the room, I had a massive fan in here. I'd switch it on between chapters, do a little bit of editing and take a breather and just cool down a little bit and just take longer breaks between chapters. And that's how I did my audiobooks in the summer, really. Yeah. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. I must say, you, you um, slightly spoiled the uh, the porn thing there with the images of naked, sweaty voiceovers. That kind of that that even even the whole thing back out. Um, James, we're actually all very, very attractive. That's the ironic <laughs> thing. <laughs> of course, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, th- th- there's probably quite a few people that are listening to this who are thinking, "All right, yeah, I I want to have some kind of home studio, but I don't have a." garage or another room in my house where I can build a room within a room what from from the work that you've done and and the setup that you've got what do you think can easily be applied to someone that maybe needs to try and just create something in their home office or in their spare room or or kind of you know it needs to be you know kind of part of a room that's used for for something else yeah, so if 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 you don't have the luxury of a completely spare space in the room that can be completely transformed into something totally new, um that's completely understandable for for quite a number of years I had to record, you know, quite a lot of audiobooks using spaces at home or even at other people's homes at some on some occasions. Um and I've used so many different t- spaces and, and, and types of rooms and spaces and sometimes not even in a, in a house of any kind to record um, a brief history, a brief home studio history for you. The first audiobook role I ever sort of landed when I was very, very new to this, 2014, I think my first audiobook job was. Uh, I was in my previous house, um, which <coughs> I, I, I didn't have uh, a home studio, obviously, no clue. Um, I, had, I, had a, I had a wardrobe. I had a hell of a lot of clothes. I had a hell of a lot of coat hangers and blankets. And I had my auntie's shotgun mic that she kindly let me borrow every now and again that was a little bit dodgy and didn't always work. That's all I had. That's all I had, so that's what I used. And and, and yeah. I used that in, in in a room that was so had such poor acoustics. 
I, I needed to smarten up and, and use something a little bit better. But again, didn't have the budget, didn't have a space to, to, to completely convert. But what I did do, very much to my wife's disappointment, was uh, get the walk-in wardrobe in, in the bedroom and can take everything out, strip absolutely everything out. And uh, there was a sort of a high shelf. And I sort of created a sort of gap in that shelf and fed the mic through. So I sort of turned a mic stand around so that it was like this sort of screwable base. I could I could turn it around so that the base was actually holding it up rather than holding it down, if you know what I mean. It's yeah. very hard to describe on audio. I'm very sorry. But it, the <laughs> microphone was hanging from above, yeah. um, cr- allowing me to use the rest of the wardrobe as a space to comfortably fit and just about fit a, a, a little sort of uh, a trestle table with a, with a laptop and uh, and myself on a on a bar stool which i robbed from work and uh, and and that was and that was it and 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 even though again a little bit boxy as i said you know some proper acoustic treatment on the walls would have made it better all i had was blankets but i layered them up as best i could and the sound was so much better than that wardrobe just by just by isolating everything else from it a little bit more and just by creating something a little bit more bespoke it made a massive massive difference and i actually got quite a few more jobs using that converted walk-in wardrobe and that's uh, where I did all of my jobs I think for the rest of my time in that house when I was working I was work as you know Ellie I was working at a radio station and uh, and, and and sort of worked my way up there until I was uh, able to be cheeky enough to ask to use the uh, the breakfast show uh, studio after hours which is what I was doing uh, up until we built this one so I went from a a, a wardrobe in a terribly treated room to a uh, a walk-in wardrobe in a in a bedroom which is obviously you know got mattresses and curtains and carpets in there that helped massively but going back to when this is going back a little bit before voiceover I was involved in radio and a little bit in podcasts for quite a number of years before that and I was recording the occasional uh, comedy sketch for a radio show or an interview or just a, a feature or a report or whatever I, I've used the back of the car because ironically, acoustically, the back of the car is quite good <laughs> because you've got all of these you've got all of these sort of uh, kind of soft surfaces. You've got the car seats, which are quite high, you know, and it goes right the way across. And again, you've got some reflective surfaces in the windows and you haven't got many parallel surfaces facing each other, causing annoying reflections uh, between you and the mic. So actually... The car isn't a bad place to get a couple of lines recorded, and that's actually going going bringing it back to audiobooks. I had a bit of an emergency situation where I was away um, one week, and uh, and the, a production company that I work with a lot making audiobooks called me and said, "Chris, we we need to re-record this this line, this one line. Can you jump in the studio?" I said, "Well, I'm nowhere near the studio. I can't I can't record this for you. I'm so sorry. I don't know what to do." I took a chance on recording the line in the back of my car, climbed into the back of the car and recorded this one line. It was it was so it was like it was literally the first line in the book. It was like literally once upon a time in Leicester or wherever. And uh, and 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 fortunately, the sound quality was just about good enough that they managed to get it into the book. I guess as long as you're not doing it at a motorway services, then <laughs> no, you know, no. the back of the car might be okay. Fortunately, I was in the countryside at the time. I mean, if you're parking, if you're parking the car at a festival, then this does not apply. <laughs> you know, exactly. It, it depends where the car is parked, Ellie. Quite right. Yeah. I suppose essentially what you're saying there, though, is the smaller the room, 
the more soft furnishings in there, the better you are, you know, yeah, for getting that towards a home studio. I think that's a fair point. I mean, if you concentrate on a nice, small, confined space, then you're, you automatically have more materials to treat that space. If you're starting with a massive room that you want to treat, you're going to have to spend a lot more money on stuff. I'd concentrate on a smaller space, but one that you can comfortably sit in for hours at a time. But yeah. if, even if it's just getting a bit of practice, even if you're not, you're, not, you're not working for clients yet, you just want to practice your voice and find your own style, the wardrobe is fine to get started. Don't feel like you've got to be spending, you know, 10, 20, 30 grand on a fancy studio that would, you know, make Jay-Z quiver. You don't want to worry about that yet. Just, just, just find a comfortable space where you can produce your best creative work and show the world what you can do whatever whatever gives you a nice creative space to do that that separation to 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 go and do that and do your thing that's all that's all that matters in the early days don't get hung up on the technical stuff two things that i want to ask probably both of you about and just get your thoughts on and chris i'll be interested to see whether or not the first of this is something that you've ever used or explored where we're talking about trying to create a small smaller the space the the better you can obviously buy kind of like foam boxes that you can put your microphone inside and talk into the microphone inside the box it's probably got a really simple name uh, and it's just taken me like three lines to try and describe it um or you can also buy the ones that kind of curve round your microphone so you set your microphone at wherever and you kind of have this sort of foam structure that curls round the the microphone to absorb the sound that's going to reflect back towards you i guess um, so whether or not either of you have had an experience of those, what you think about them, I must admit I've I've not used one myself, but I know people that have, um, and they speak relatively highly of them. And then the other thing is is the question of of microphones, because I think this really makes a difference when we're talking about home studios, because particularly the difference between a condenser microphone and a dynamic microphone, if you're looking to deal with background noise, can be quite extreme i i use a, a dynamic microphone at, at home which are not particularly recommended for um spoken word they're very popular with singers for vocals and stuff like that but they do tend to do a really good job at, at being able to cut out some of that general kind of background noise um so i find because i i don't anyone that's watching the video this will see behind me that you know it's it's a it's a room i just record in a room i don't have a specialist kind of soundproofing in the way that you do chris so i'm, I'm kind of interested in in both of your thoughts really on on those two things microphones and whether or not something that is just treating the the immediate area around a microphone is worthwhile i i'm of the theory that if you treat the area around your microphone and you are in a small the small room you can find in the house that's carpeted, then you're already on to a good start, is, is my theory. You know, like Chris says, bring the blankets in, bring the duvets in. As much as you can deaden that space, the better. I've never tried those boxed surrounds either. I've always gone for the padding on the wall behind the microphone and find a small room and whenever I'm going to interview anyone for a podcast or working with anyone I always suggest to them find the smallest room in the house the carpeted room please let's not record this on a tiled floor room I always think that's probably one of its worst locations if you've got a tiled floor but yeah and 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 the microphones do make a difference it comes down to the quality as well of what you're using and 
how you're using it consider the one the one that you're going to use really what, i mean what do you think chris um definitely i think that the main point there is is the main point i was going to touch on is is the room is the most important part before it comes to any piece of tech a bad room will make the best most expensive microphone in the world sound utterly shocking yeah um and 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 just to to bring it back to the uh the gear that you mentioned there uh james um the uh, reflection filter, I believe it's called, which is just a curved structure that goes around the back of the microphone. So it's just you, the mic, and, the, and this reflection filter here. Um, I I have used one in the past. I borrowed the uh, the, vid- the the video audience can see there that uh, borrowed might not yeah. be totally accurate. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, Steve. I did return it though, um, and and and. It, it made absolutely no difference to the sound. The sound was still shocking because I was sat in a room on a laminate floor with hard painted walls and I wasn't thinking about the space around me, just the immediate space, thinking, oh, that'll do. If I just do that and talk quietly, I'll be fine. Absolutely not. You could hear the reflections around the room. It was no good to me. The booth that you can physically stand in and sort of surround the upper part of your body in they look really interesting, and I've got no experience with them myself, but a very good friend of mine, a great voiceover artist, Johnny, he has used one. He does have one, and uh, he speaks quite highly of them, and uh, and he's done some fantastic work recently, one of which uh, is, um, oh, what's it called now? A fabulous new uh, new video game, um, which escapes me, which I will uh, I will get in a minute disco elysium that's it and uh it's it's just been re-released with a whole cast of voiceovers and he's one of them and he used his iso iso vox that's it there you go iso vox ah. booth there you go um the knowledge um on pod almighty uh there it is yeah the iso vox <laughs> booth is 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 the version he uses he speaks highly of it um so i'd love to give them a go one day definitely um yeah, I've, I've seen people use them but never tried one but i mean they're quite pricey aren't they they're, they're certainly not like yeah. a, a super cheap option and mm-hmm. i also think no. that they are i think they're brilliant if you're doing something like a voiceover if you're someone that's recording a one-hour remote podcast with someone else it's probably not going to be appropriate they're not something mm-hmm. that you spend a huge amount of time in so it's, it's almost like it's a bit of a shame that there hasn't been anything yet that's come along which has kind of solved all these problems, but kind of a, a really kind of reasonable price point. And we're still, unfortunately, kind of waiting for that a little bit. But I think there's been some really, really interesting lessons that have, have come from... Um, have come from what we've we've talked about in terms of equipment chris is there anything else that that you've got that you particularly recommend that's that's useful from a uh, a, a home studio point of view i i don't know if this is going to be the most popular opinion but when it comes to voiceover definitely audiobooks my, my, my background is, 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 is radio and, and theatre, and I used to make music. I used to make uh, music, I used to sing and play various instruments and synthesizers, and I had piles and piles of gear in my, in, in my room when I was younger making music. And, and the more gear I could get my hands on, the better. Right now, in this industry, for me personally, as a home studio voiceover, it's the complete opposite. The less stuff in this room, the better. 
So I've got a really basic setup and I wouldn't want to add anything to it, quite frankly. So onto microphones, I've just got my TLM 103 here, which is a, 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 a massively popular mic for, for nice, natural sounding reads. And I think for audiobooks, that's what you want to go for. Natural sounding, a guy sat next to you in the room, he's not in your face, he's not telling you to, you know, buy car insurance in your face like that. He's not doing that. You know, it's it's a nice natural read. The 103 is beautiful for that. I've got the uh, the Focusrite 2i2 uh, interface here. Again, really basic piece of kit. It's got no fancy bells and whistles. There's a couple of buttons there. I don't know what they mean, but I don't need them. It's 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 just it works a nice... that kit, doesn't it? It's a good little kit. That it's all it's all you need. You just need to yeah. convert the signal into something good quality that you can put into your computer. And 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 my laptop is is a a MacBook Pro and 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 a word on MacBooks. Well, not MacBooks, but laptops in general. One of the biggest uh, dangers to people recording with with laptops is fan noise. And again, mm. sometimes you don't know how much fan noise is being kicked out until sit in a room like this. So I I got my hands on a brand new state-of-the-art MacBook Pro a few months ago. I mean, this thing's not even out in the shops yet. It's <laughs> it's the most it's it's like a it's it's a ridiculous amount of RAM. I can't remember how much, but the processing on it is frightening. It's amazing because I've been getting into doing a lot more videos lately, as you, as you said at the start. And, and I use it for videos, and it's so fast at processing videos. The problem is, it sounds like it's taking off. <laughs> so <laughs> the fans yeah. are so loud. I, I can't record with this. I can make yeah. the video. I can make the videos. Fair enough. But when I'm recording audio, I do not use it. I still use the older laptop, which ironically has no fan noise. But the moment I hear a fan, I'm replacing it. That's it. You, you you can't have the fan noise in the room because there's no yeah. getting away from it. The I mean, if you if you can, sorry, Chris, but I mean, if you can, I I try and keep the laptop out of the room yeah. and press record and go in in the little home studio that I do actual voice work in. So I don't podcast in that studio because um, really there's only room for me yeah. <laughs> and the mic. And then I've rigged the the wiring and the cable up and out over the top. And then I leave the laptop outside just you because got it. it's such a small space that yep. I don't want to run the chance of the fan. So if you can, it's always yep. great if you can leave your laptop outside. Absolutely. Keep your equipment to a minimum and even better if you can actually have it outside of the room in which you're mm. recording your vocals. That's fantastic. Our, our sort of One of our big projects was going to be, before COVID happened, uh, was to have a sort of a, a separate room behind this room where all of the electronic gizmos would sit so, so that's probably going to be a future uh, project for uh, for good old Darren. Bless him. I'm keeping him busy, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grill. As long as just send him to us when you've uh, when yeah. you finish with him, that'd be um, yeah. that'd be brilliant. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll have to kind of do um, part two to this then once you've got that kind of um, second stage of Operation Home Studio done. It'd be brilliant to uh, to track track your progress as you uh, as you continue to uh, to build that second part to it. Yeah, yeah, that'd definitely. be lovely. Yeah, I mean, we're always tinkering with our home studios as, as audio nerds, aren't we? We can't keep away from them, you know. Um, but every little improvement, every little tweak makes makes a massive difference. And so, going back uh, to the start, Chris, you said that the floor, if ever anything, you would have changed the floor. So are you rolling around there on your wheelchair on the concrete or have you put <laughs> at least put a few carpet tiles down? What, yeah, what we, do, we do. We do have a nice carpet, which does help massively. I've not got I've not got <laughs> the rumble of the bin man outside every time uh, 
every every Monday morning when I'm trying to record something. Uh, so we, I do at least have a comfortable uh, carpeted floor. Uh, but yeah, yeah a, 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 the floor inside the room would really complete that room inside a room setup. So maybe the next time you see me, I'll be a couple of inches taller. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant the the bin men rolling the bins around is just just brilliant i love that i love that uh right brilliant chris thank you so much for um for joining us and i think um i mean we've talked for over half an hour there and it feels like about five minutes i think we could just keep going and going and going um but some really invaluable um stuff there and some really useful um ideas and tips um and it certainly got kind of cogs turning in my brain now thinking "Ah, i should really have a look at, at such and such and think about this as well so um, thank you so much for coming on absolute pleasure yeah, guys thanks, thank you so much now if there's um, a subject that um, you think that we should cover on a future episode or maybe a guest you think that we should speak to then please do let us know you can find all our previous episodes at podalmighty.co.uk and join us every month as we explore more of the big wide world of podcasting you can find out more about us or you can get in touch at wearesoundmedia.com thank you very much for your company and we'll see you next time <laughs>